Chapter Nine of An Irishman's Difficulties with a Dutch Language by Q. Nguyen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Anna Simon. Chapter Nine: The Quest of Meneer Hiernaast. On settling down in my rooms, I was reminded of my social duties by seeing a card from young Van der Leeuwen, whom I had known at Trinity, where he had studied a year. Van der Leeuwen had called upon me more than once, and had invited me to his home. Up to this time I had not seen him since I came to The Hague. Today he had scribbled on a visiting card, leaving town soon for Arnhem. This showed me that his friendly visit should be returned as soon as possible. So early next afternoon I journeyed across the city to see him. I found, however, that the house was shut up. The blinds were down, and the whole place hermetically sealed, so to speak. On the door there was a singular notice, freshly pasted, which at once arrested my attention, and which I copied into my notebook. Afwezig. Brieven en boodschappen te bezorgen bij meneer hiernaast. Unhappily, I had left my faithful companion, the dictionary, at home. I was thus obliged to fall back upon my stock of Dutch learning and guess what I did not know. Boodschappen and bezorgen were new words to me, but I seemed to gather the general sense of the placard. If anybody wanted to see my friend van der Leeuwen or communicate with him, he appeared to be invited to do so through the medium of a gentleman called Hiernaast. The curious thing was, no address was given to indicate whereabouts Mr. Hinast lived. Now this was very puzzling, for just that morning I had been shown how particular you must be in Holland about addresses. As I had not given word to the authorities when I moved from the hotel to my lodgings, I had been summoned to the Bevolkingsregisterbureau, and had to display my geboorteakte. Innumerable details had been asked of me about my name and initials and about my parents' names and initials, some of which I could not satisfactorily write out. The functionaries at the office, too, had appeared unnecessarily amused when I told them that I lodged in Ferdinand Bolstraat above a tinsmith. On thinking it over afterwards, I admit that perhaps I mixed the word tinsmith with lightning conductor. I was naturally anxious to avoid the latter scientific term as much as possible, and my over-anxiety probably defeated itself. At all events, I was told at the Bureau that it was quite a serious offence, a sort of mild treason, to move from my hotel to lodgings without giving full information about the whole matter to the civic dignitaries. Now, as everybody was so particular about addresses, I knew that van der Leeuwen had more respect for the laws of his country than to be guilty of intentional carelessness, and I was sure he would not try to defy the state by pasting upon his door anything of the nature of mockery. The notice did look like this, out of town, if you want to see me go to Jericho, but my friend would hardly have meant that. I concluded, therefore, that Mr. Hiernaast's address was known to everybody that read the notice, and that Mr. Hiernaast was some prominent person, like the burgomaster or the town clerk. Perhaps he would be an official, who kindly looked after people's letters when they were out of town. If so, a policeman would know all about him. There was one passing at the moment, so I determined to accost him and get what information I could. Now Enderby and others had instructed me about policemen. 
you must never say manier to a policeman he doesn't like it for he thinks you are making game of him that's where i had made the mistake before in the hague wood i learned that his proper title is politieagent or agent the newspapers call him openbare macht if he comes from amsterdam he will answer readily to klabak or smeris though he may prefer a more dignified title he is known to the mob as a diender but this is rather vulgar naturally i wish to avoid the vulgar word and use a respectful term so stopping him i said openbare macht verschoon mij zult gij mij toestaan om u beleefd te verzoeken waar woont meneer hiernaast i guessed what he would do and he did it he stared at me for about half a minute and then said wat lief oh i responded duizendmaal vergiffenis dat ik op then i stopped just in time for it was on my tongue to finish the polite sentence as i had repeated it so often from the conversation book dat ik op uw teen getrapt heb it was well i didn't for i didn't fit in at all accurately with the situation so i said kijk nou eens mag ik zo vrij zijn klabak i murmured courteously showing him my copy of the placard meneer hiernaast ziet u waar woont hij well he couldn't have been more astonished if i had reached him a lighted bombshell instead of meeting me with that ready sympathy i had been reckoning upon he was quite stiff i however persisted courteously with my question ja openbare wat zegt u smeris woont meneer hiernaast in deze straat well he wasn't a bit polite or if he was he must have been singularly deficient in charm of manner for he stared quite insolently at me and grumbled wou je me voor de gek houden wou je me gek houden didn't i know some of those words on considering this utterance of his i seemed to recognize wou je me as an old friend wasn't that the introductory particle that was not in the dictionary and which resembled the latin nonne then gek was remarkably like hek which i knew to be gate the landlady had always been talking about the hek being open a state of affairs which she strongly objected to because dogs were in the habit of strolling in and looking rudely at her through the kitchen window now i knew that it would be the easiest thing in life for gek to be mistaken for hek london policemen often drop h's in one place and put them in at another why shouldn't a hague policeman do something similar you could hardly expect a policeman to speak the language with absolute accuracy so gekhouwe would probably be a common provincialism for hekhouden and i could easily guess on the analogy of stalhouwer what hekhouwer would mean it would be no doubt a man that made and sold gates for the gekhouwer would then be as nearly as possible the idiom for in front of the gate factory there was no gate factory in sight so i continued pleasantly making further inquiries of the policeman voor de gekhouwer ja zeker alsjeblieft maar zoudt gij zo goed willen zijn mij mede te delen waar woont die gekhouder woont hij in deze straat de gekke fabriek waar is dat
I really pitied him. He looked so overwhelmed. Then he did something wonderful that stayed all further parley. He turned his head away, spread out both white-gloved hands, raised his shoulders slowly till they were well up over his ears, then slowly let them down again to their normal and natural position, and all this without glancing at me. It was an awe-inspiring spectacle, apparently some kind of military drill to repel idle questions. I could only utter, Het geeft niets, het hindert niet, het komt er niet op aan. Doe geen moeite, smeris. But he turned upon his heel and walked away without even saying farewell. Alas, I had failed again. I had displeased the openbare macht and had not got any hint as to the address of the official receiver of letters. All this was more than usually mysterious, so I tried to extract some information from the landlady that evening. Waar woont meneer hier naast? I said to her casually after dinner. Hier naast, meneer, she replied with strong emphasis on the naast. Oh, I don't mind putting the accent on the final, I murmured to myself. Goed, best. Dan waar woont meneer hier naast? Hier naast, she repeated, pointing through the wall. Had the good woman lost her senses, or was she trying to make fun of me? In either case, I did not quite care to prolong the conversation. La maar, I interjected, het heeft niets te beduiden, zanik nou niet. And I must say, that effectually stopped her. The mystery was solved that same evening by Enderby, who dropped in about half-past ten. We talked over a number of things, and as Enderby was quite himself again after our little tiff at the outspanning, I just said, Do you happen to know of the hiernaasts in The Hague? People called hiernaast, I explained, as he seemed not to catch my meaning. They appear to be rather well known. The father, I think, is a government official, a member of the Tweede Kamer, I imagine, or something of that sort. I am told he lives opposite a large gate factory. The queer thing about the family is that, if you ask about them, everybody gives you a silly answer. Is he not in society, or what? Is his name like the word for lightning? May I not refer to him? O'Neill? exclaimed Enderby, rising suddenly off his seat. "'You're surely not quite well.' "'What is it?' he said. "'Were you out long in the sun? "'The apple-moose must have gone to your head. "'Tell me all that happened to you.' I told him the whole day's adventures, and then I learned that Meneer Hinaast is not necessarily an official of the government or a member of the Tweede Kamer. Indeed, that he is no particular person at all, but just the gentleman who lives next door to you, wherever you happen to be. Well, that's easy enough when you know it, but when you don't, what are you to do? End of chapter 9